Hi, we're the Astro Twins, and welcome to the Astrology of Success podcast, where we teach entrepreneurs how to turn their gifts into real-world success stories guided by the stars. Hey everyone, it's Tali here from the Astro Twins with another edition of the Astrology of Success podcast. And here today I have Tanya Kellum, a Capricorn, a dear friend of mine, my State Farm agent, and also the owner of her own State Farm agency. So hi, Tanya. Hello, how's everybody doing? Hey, I'm so glad that I, because I'm always picking your brain. I'm so glad you uh, were willing to come and share some of your secrets because, you know, a lot of our entrepreneurs and um, intrapreneurs, the people who work for companies out there, um, but do so independently. One of the things that, you know, always trips people up is sales. We know how to be creative and make products and come up with ideas, but what we don't know how to do all the time is how to sell them, especially when it comes to our own work and our own products. But you, since I've known you, have said, I love sales. And I I always thought, yeah, what is it about sales that you love? What is it? I love, first of all, I love communicating with other people and I love being around people. And that's what sales is, right? Uh, The more people you come in contact with, the more opportunity that you have to not only present yourself, but whatever product that you represent. So because I love to be social and I love people, sales is perfect for me. And I don't take no personally. I just feel like they don't have enough information. That's a key. Well, I love that you just reframed it that way because most people would think of sales as trying to get somebody to do something so that everyone, so you can make some money, but you just put it in this like, in fact, I've never heard anyone say that before. You love people and it's about people for you. It's about people. It's always about people. Huh. I mean, that's all sales is about people. And the more people, so people think about sales and money and trying to influence others to get money. However, every day we're selling, whether it's your spouse, your kids, your pet, we're always trying to influence others to do what we want them to do, right? Like maybe if you want to go to, movies and a dinner with your date or your husband on a Friday, maybe he only likes movies, but you want to go to dinner too. So at some point, if you convince him to do that, you are selling. That is true. <laughs> Very you true. Yes. I, we're always selling in our own. We're world, always right? selling. Even when we choose the outfit that we wear, we want people to notice us or like us or, but you know, it's like this unconscious sell. You said something really interesting like you said the the eye what was it you you were talking the other day and you were saying the eyes are the connection to the heart right? eyes are the quickest connection to the heart so our eyes see something it makes our heart want it and then our mind justifies it uh, uh, so yeah and life is all of a feeling process you know we are spiritual beings on a physical journey and we are attracted to physical things our mind will always justify it but sometimes we need a salesperson to help us understand more what our, you know, our, our, our heart may want. The hard part about sales and business is this. So if I see a car I love, okay, that's really easy for my heart to want and for my mind to justify. But maybe it's something more practical, like I'm in the insurance business, right? Uh, so insurance is very practical. People don't necessarily see it with their eyes and then want it with their heart. 
But what they do want with their heart is for their family to be protected, uh, for the things that they work so hard for every day to not disappear in the flash of a second because they weren't, at the end of the day, consulted correctly. So we are physical beings on a spiritual journey. Our heart will always... Our heart will always make our mind do what it wants us to do. So that's that kind of gray space of sales, right? Ah. Like invisible. How do you make, how do you make the heart want it? That is, and that's such a powerful, I've literally never heard anyone approach sales that way, but you're, as you've said, a multidimensional being, and that's why we're friends, you know? (laughs) I'm also somebody who worries about, the what ifs of everything. So having a friend in insurance is always great because you think that way too, but you also have solutions that work. We just had a, you know, that's so for everyone out there who's listening, you know, if you're kind of struggling with how to sell your product, maybe it's because you're not approaching people and, and positioning it in a way that touches people's hearts. So no, do I want to send $200 to State Farm every month? Well, sure, I want to support my girl's business, but you know, like, do I want, what you just helped me with was to revamp my whole policy. And, you know, I didn't even think, you know, I bought a house two years ago and I just kind of randomly, it was so overwhelming, like, oh, okay, I'll just go to this place. And you like looked over my policy and was like, well, what about this? What about this? What about these things that you might not want to think about? And it was like, now I have this like sense, like I love my house and I want to take great care of it. And I want it to be there for a long time. And if something happened, people in Seattle are always talking about the big earthquake. The big earthquake. (laughs) Which hopefully never come. I hope it never happens. But you probably have, but these are the things that, you know, it touched my heart to think about taking care of my house. You also, Tanya also was there with me. I, I, for those of you who are in summer camp or did our astrology of success, um, three-part webinar, I shared about how I recently got a convertible and Tanya, you know, the Capricorn friends, it is, I know the Capricorns always help me to level up. You were, you I was talking to you because we went to see Abraham Hicks, for those of you who... Who I love. The book, yeah, Ask and It Is Given. A Capricorn will get you to buy the tickets and go. A Sag will, like, wait to the last minute and then find out it's sold out. So, (laughs) (laughs) thank goodness you got that dialed in for us months ago. But um, I was like, you know, my lease is up on my car and I want something that I love. I really secretly want a convertible. And you're like you can get one, you can do it. And I, uh, you know, we, funny enough, just we were in that whole space of manifesting and wound up going to the place right nearby where you got your Range Rover and somehow I wound up, you know, somehow, you know, my friend who knows how to figure out what's in your heart because, you know, and does sales that way, somehow I drove off the lot with a BMW convertible that was actually right in my price range, shockingly well-priced. And, you know, you got me insurance that was better than what I had for my Volkswagen. So it's just, it's so funny, you know, we think that we can't have these things that we want, but sales maybe is about connecting people, true sales, you know? And so I wanted to ask you like, to well, true sales, let me finish that thought. True sales is about connecting to pe- people to what's in their hearts from what you're saying. Yes. Okay. And what so, they may not see yet. 
Is that your little puppy Jackson? He's we we both have puppies too. So yes, <laughs> hi Jackson. Oh, I wish we we're doing video so everyone could see him. He's so cute. Um, so what what is it that makes a great salesperson, Tanya? In your opinion, uh, what makes a great salesperson? Resilience, positivity, a uh, person who is coachable, and wanting to connect to people, uh, extrovert, I think an <laughs> intro, a uh, person that is partly introverted could be a salesperson if they were coachable and open-minded. I think a great salesperson is always going to be somebody that is competitive. So you may want to look for somebody that is involved in sports or baking competitions, or, you know, maybe they are, uh, influential person in their religious organization or mm -hmm. somewhere else. You're going to look for somebody that has communication skills and also has a circle of influence and also competitive. These uh, people are going to be extremely good at sales. And you, did you play sports when you were younger or do any competitive things? I played soccer when I was younger uh, I do yoga now. I know people don't think of yoga as a competitive sport, uh, For a uh, but because yeah, but because I'm a competitive person, I do. When I go to yoga class, I'm always paying attention to the people who are in the class around me. How long they're able to hold a pose or a plank or anything <laughs> else. So I know that people don't think of yoga as a competitive sport, and it's not supposed to be. However, when I am in class, I'm always looking at who's around me. Uh, when I first got into yoga, I only did because I went there and it was so hard. And I saw somebody stand on their head. I was like, you know what? I don't know how to do that. I want to do that. So people who are always wanting to push themselves and level up, that's going to be your perfect, that's going to be your perfect salesperson. Mm, okay. And what about the thing you said? I, I totally get that. And that is a unique personality type, you know? Um, and what, what is it about being able to be with the word no? Like what happens to you when you hear no? I never hear no. I hear that it's not the right time or they don't have enough information. Mm. I never, I never, I, I believe in the product that I sell. I think that I work for State Farm. I I don't I believe that they're the best product. They handle claims the best. They do everything the best. So when I step in the room, I'm confident that I do have the best product. It's either I can't help them understand it enough, it's not the right time, or maybe they can't afford it. So I don't I don't ever hear no. I know people say no, but that's not I know that's not what they're saying, right? It's not the right time it's not the right price, or you just didn't communicate it to them enough clearly. They're not saying no. Uh, yeah. Everybody walks into sense. it. Yeah. yeah. So if you think about yourself when you walk into the Macy's, who is closing, uh, or the Nordstrom's or any other store, you know for a fact you probably most times, nine times out of ten, went there for something. When the salesperson asks you, can I help you with anything? What do you say? No, uh, no, no. No, 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 no. You're not yeah. really saying, yeah, you're not really saying no to them. Uh, you just don't want to be sold. Yeah. And I know that leaves this big kind of gray area, but that's where you would kind of, you know, where you kind of need a salesperson. And it's funny, that question, can I help you with 
find something is actually sort of not about connecting to the heart that much. It's no. really, it's more like, you know, it's such an open-ended question. Whereas when, when a salesperson has connected with me, they they pay attention like in retail to what I'm maybe they, maybe they'll watch and see what I want to try on first. And they'll be like, oh, have you thought exactly. about the belt, these earrings? Exactly. They wait to see what's in your heart. And then, you know, but I mean, of course, it doesn't always work that way. But for those of you who are, you know, you have a product out there, you know, it's maybe it's it's really kind of figuring out the heart connection between the product and, you know, and and your customer now what uh, from your personal history how did you get into sales you know what was it that motivated you I think I was a natural born salesperson honestly I I've always liked the connecting with people I am a money motivated person uh, money does not rule my world however I like to be able to help my family I like to do fun things and I know I'm not naive enough to think that money does not make all of those things happen. Uh, I am not a, and I know I work for State Farm, so people may think differently. I'm not really a think in the box type person, and no, I like flex, I, and I like flexibility. Right? Mm -hmm. I don't want to work harder than other people and love my job more, and then make the whatever amount of dollars they pay per hour. And when you're a salesperson, your income is unlimited. Right? Mm -hmm. So. That's the thing I liked about sales most. It gave me flexibility. It gave me freedom and it gives me unlimited income. Uh, if I sharpen my skills up enough, I, I mean, you know, top salespeople are the top earners on this planet. They make more than doctors. They make more than lawyers. They make more than anybody because wow. you can have the best product in the world. But if nobody knows about it, who cares? Yeah. And that's really the truth. That's what a lot of people struggle with. So do you think entrepreneurs should consider hiring a salesperson? I mean, I know it's different, but should you hire a salesperson right from the start? If you're, if you're not a salesperson yet, yes, mm. you should, because otherwise you're wasting your money. You want to, I'll give a perfect example. I have a great friend uh, who is a yoga teacher, one of the best yoga teachers in the world. She can put together, if you don't do yoga, it might be hard to understand but she can put yoga moves together almost like you were in a dance symphony, a ballet wow. dancer. And wow. you can only appreciate that if you do yoga. So her and her husband, who is a fantastic yoga teacher as well, they opened a business. However, they had no salesperson. Um, even though they had the best product in the world, best class in the world, every yoga person, I mean, I would have paid $155 a month to go to them uh, because enough people didn't know about their product or how fantastic they were. They ended up closing. So Wow. Right. But that's not what you, if you're a creative person and you love your business, why would you want to focus on sales? You don't want to you don't want to bog yourself down with that when you can be creative, creative and a good. Sa I'll tell you how, you know, a good salesperson. Mm. You can tell them a little bit about your product and they'll tell it back to you and you'll be like, oh, shit, I would buy that. Uh, yeah. Oh, I love that. Right. They they should be able to communicate to you in a way that you love your, we know you love your product, but when they talk to you, they'll be like, oh, I would buy that. And it's I like so that. hard for people to do that for themselves because, um, and I know a lot of you listening probably struggle with that, even though 
you know, it's like when you're a creative person, it's like, you know, it's almost like this weird thing. That's why agents are out there because it's really hard to sell yourself. You feel, you know, we live in a culture of some, it's either we swing between modesty or this false swagger of like, you know, oh, I'm the shit, whatever. But to truly sell, it's like signaling the value of what there is. And people have a hard time doing that for themselves a lot of times. Yeah. Especially if you are the product, you know, if you are. So, you know, and, and, and this is for anyone out there who's got an amazing product, you know, that people aren't finding. That's something we've had to invest a lot in at AstroStyle. We've invested in search engine optimization. That's selling people by find, getting you higher ranking on Google and Bing. And our traffic doubled from that, which has been amazing, you know. Um, but does it cost money? Yes, it does. But does it make more money? Yes, it does. It takes money to make money. So if you are thinking, it's so much easier sometimes to like peel off for a graphic designer. And I'm not saying branding isn't important, but I sometimes people will be like, I need to fix my website. I need to change my logo. I need to, I mean, I'm guilty of that as an art school graduate. And when it, what you really need is a great sales marketing person who can just get the word out because if the product is signaled to people as and communicated for its true value and you have a great product, people are going to buy it. Right. I mean, but we don't know always how to do that ourselves. So, and I would say this too: a good salesperson and I never would endorse a bad product, but a good salesperson, they can make you like a bad product. It's not even Mm -hmm. so much good or bad. It's that if somebody says something, I don't know what business you're in. So if they said yoga, would they think about in your city, in your town, in your neighborhood, if somebody said yoga, would they think about your name first? If they don't, that's a problem, right? Even if you don't have the best product, it doesn't matter. You want to be top of mind. So when they say the name, you just want them to think about it first because most of us, we only shop when we need something, right? Mm -hmm. And when you need something, you're not going to say, oh, I remember I talked to this person, no, you're not. You're going to say, oh, soda, Coca-Cola. I don't even drink soda, but when I drink soda, uh-huh. I think about Coca-Cola. If right. I think computers or I think Apple. If I think search engine, I think Google, right? So it's not even about necessarily you being the best. It's about being top of mind. And a good salesperson will make sure at the very least, everybody in your closest vicinity you will be top of mind. You may not have the best product and I never endorse selling a bad product. That's not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. However, it is about being top of mind. So in my neighborhood, I am a state farm agency and there's a million state farm agents, okay? In my neighborhood, I don't want them to say, oh, state farm agent. No, I want them to say, oh, state farm. Oh, Tanya. Oh, the Tanya, the state farm agent. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So how do you go about doing that? How do you make sure to do that in your business? And maybe other people could hear that for themselves. What do I do to do that in my business? So in my neighborhood where I work at, I make sure that I'm always talking to all my neighboring businesses. I work for State Farm, so I'm kind of lucky, whereas they send out mailers and a lot of other stuff for me. But if I was another business that didn't have a, a large corporation supporting me, I would be sending out mailers to everybody within a two-mile radius mm. of my office. I would find out who they were. 
Um, I would find out their addresses and their names. And I would literally, even if I had to hand do it, but you don't have to do that anymore. I would make sure they got a postcard at least once a month from me. Uh-huh. I would also make sure I was visual in the neighborhood. So I don't know if you can get on a bus stop in your neighborhood. I don't know if you can partner with a local pizza shop that delivers and they can put your name on a coupon. I don't know if you can get people to build up a referral system. Uh, I would always recommend, though, you getting the people closest around you first and Mm. expanding out versus you know, doing this large advertising that costs you a bunch of money that you don't have it in the beginning. Uh-huh. My recommendation would be to spend most of that money on a good, a good salesperson, mm. number one. And then number two, saturating the people within a one mile radius of your business. Oh, that's smart. Okay. So if you have, does a good salesperson have to connect to your product? Do they have to understand it really well and be passionate about it? Do you think? Yeah. For sure. Okay. So that's For a sure. way of, yeah, like a lot of people, you know, are kind of, I'm sure they're saying, you know, and this is kind of that, like, I can't afford to hire a salesperson yet. And which again, is kind of backwards because the salesperson is probably the one who's going to bring in revenue and whether they're, you know, and a lot, if you have a digital business, a publicist is almost a salesperson. One of the things we had, a, we did a previous episode with our publicist, Carol Leggett. And one of the things that she did is a lot like sales, which is just made sure people heard Astro style, Astro twins, Astro twins. Like even she'd tweet, she'd post stuff. She'd get us written up in articles, all kinds of things. And so from there, you know, the name recognition comes. But, you know, when you're an entrepreneur with limited funds, it's natural to kind of want to wear all the hats. And so are there, you know, but are there different ways, like how could somebody who has a a startup with a small budget pay a salesperson? Are there ways that you could, um, you know, do sales, are salespeople willing to work in different ways? Are there different structures that you found? Yes, there are different structures. So let's say that you have, well, I would say that you cannot not afford a salesperson first. Mm, okay. I would say instead of doing a lot of people like, oh, I'm going to have a website. This is, I think your money would be better suited to have a splash page mm. and then have a salesperson. Because if you don't have the salesperson, who's looking at your website anyways? You can be the best website in the world. Nobody's looking at it. Who cares? So I would say that it would, your money would be best suited hiring a salesperson. And if you can't afford them, and if your product is a great product, maybe you can offer them. So if my product makes this amount of money, I will give you 2% ownership, maybe 5% ownership, or maybe you could even offer them commission. Mm -hmm. So this is my product. I sell $150,000 product. I'll give you 10% off everything you sell. So if you can't afford it, you can do commission. We've had to do that in the beginning. Um, We've worked with people in different ways. Some people on a mix of retainer and commission, some people on pure commission. And so um, don't be afraid, I would say to everybody out there to just propose and and be upfront about it. You know, like I think if, if you find a good a salesperson who's going to work in your, at your sized company, whatever it is, or with startups, um, 
they may not even be somebody who is expecting to do that. If you're a small startup, but maybe there's a friend out there who actually has those qualities that Tanya talked about. They're passionate about your business. They're not afraid to hear no. They're really good at getting you excited about things. I mean, you could also give someone a try like that. Do you, I mean, isn't that how, is that, do you think that's a bad idea for people? Who I don't think it's a bad idea. And at least if they may not be a salesperson, they could at least be a referral source. So maybe you set up a referral system. So every person you bring me, I'll give you 15 or $20, every single one. But I need to have all their information. So I need to have first name, last name, address, phone number, email address. Because at the very least, then that means you're paying what? $15, $20 for somebody to put on your mailing list. Mm. Right? So there are many ways you can do it. I would say the State Farm, and I'm not, I'm a State Farm agent, but I'm not here advertising State Farm. I'm just giving a number. Yeah. State Farm is the largest organically grown company in the world, and we're the biggest. And that means that we've never merged with another company. They've never bought another company. They've had a, really? never had another company. They're all by their salespeople, right? Mm. They, that's how they're the number one. They're the biggest insurance company in the world, and they're only grown by salespeople. So wow. if you get somebody that really believes in your product because you have a good product, they will ride to the end of the earth with you. Yeah, it's true. And that's what just needs to get out there more. Like let people know what's out there. I know Seth Godin, who's one of my favorite kind of business gurus, also calls people sneezers, your referral people that you mentioned. Like they'll, I mean, it's kind of a gross metaphor, but they'll sneeze and spread things virally. <laughs> but having... <laughs> and paying them 15 to 20 dollars it's a great or whatever it is you know um we even had some you know it's affiliate people you may even have registered for our summer camp through an affiliate and i would also recommend if you're going to do that being very generous um in the beginning like give people something solid for their referrals because once if, a, yes. if you have a great product and people love it, they're going to come back for more. The and hardest, they'll refer people for free. And they, right, exactly. They'll t start a buzz. One of the hardest things I know in sales, and I'm just learning more about, it, is the acquisition, as they call it, customer acquisition, where you actually get somebody to not just be poking around and looking at your product, but also to say, click a button, give you their email. I mean, that's a big deal for somebody to join your mailing list because they're signing up and saying, I trust you to not spam me. And I'm going to, I want to hear from you and I want to know about your offers. So even if that's all you wind up with from people, like if you have a store, for example, and maybe people don't buy, but put them on your mailing list, have them, you know, it can be as easy as, um, just having a little clipboard out or, you know, have them drop a business card. And, you know, that's, that is, that's kind of part of sell, the sales strategy too, right? The whole acquiring of names. The, yeah. So the sales, so I won't say that's a part of sales, but as a business owner, that's a part of acquisition. You uh -huh. definitely want to always collect as much information as you can, because that's what a good salesperson is going to do. They're also going to get you information. Because like I said, a lot of it, you can't take no personally because one part of no is timing, mm. right? Like maybe, <clears throat> but that's not what I'm thinking about right now, okay? However, if, 
if you get them on a mailing list, if you get them on an email list, then you will become top of mind. So once they're thinking about it, then boom, like I said, I don't even drink soda, but if I think soda or pop, whatever you call it, I think <laughs> Coca-Cola, right? Yeah. It's true. So top of car, mind. If I think luxury car, I think Mercedes, even though I drive a Range Rover. If yeah. I, if you, the first thing you told me was luxury car, I would think Mercedes first. So That's true. I would too. They've done a good job of selling that, huh? Yeah. Top of mind. Top of mind. Everyone got that. So how are you going to make your product top of mind? Either you're going to have to sell it and just get that when people say no, they're not really saying no. They're saying not right now, or I don't understand. They don't understand the value for themselves, basically, right? And your job is to show them why they're going to love your product and get so much out of it. But if they don't, or hire a salesperson to do it. Or hire a salesperson. For all the stubborn holdouts out there who are still saying, yeah, yeah, I know, I know, but I'm still, I just can't, I'm going to do it myself. What are a couple things that they may need to just like personally work on to bump themselves up. And like, if, you know, I'm just going to sell it myself. I just have to do it myself. I'm not, you know, I'm never going to let go. Like what should they bear in mind to become better at their own sales? Consistency. Mm. Uh, Part of sales is kind of staying on top of people. Uh, hammering them and hammering them and hammering them until they either say yes or they say don't call me anymore and I know a lot of times that's hard for business owners because we have so many other things going on and when people tell us no too much we take it personally of course Mm. because that's your baby that's your business the nice thing about a salesperson is that they have a level of separation right right they're not emotionally tied into your business. You are. So you can't hear no too many times. At least I find that in most people who own businesses. And if you own a business, let's see, what else could you do to be, besides being consistent, uh, you can be open-minded, you can engage your customer, you can make sure that you are actually targeting your demographic. A lot of people are selling a product and they're like, oh, I'm just going to put this out here like this. And you're marketing to people who would never buy from you. So knowing who your customer is, Ah. exactly who they are, and then honing down and drilling down on them is important. Nowadays, uh, if you're not a socially present person, meaning that you're not involved in groups in your neighborhood, you're not involved in your neighborhood, you're going to have to work really hard on having a social media presence. Hmm. Yes, very true, which a lot of people I know are working on and are who are listening. That's so, you know, it's funny when when we started doing astrology and it was mostly writing, but then I did this uh, Mama Gina School of the Womanly Arts Mastery Program in New York. It's a wild journey of female empowerment, but it's like there was, there were hundreds, I think of like 300 women and we did these really powerful weekends together four times in one. One weekend was a business night where you got to come and share about your business. And I decided I'm going to offer readings because I, I only do them for friends, but I'd love to, you know, we, t- we talk about all these deeper things here. And I think we like, 
signed up like 50, you know, women to do a reading with us. And that just, and out of that, like they told their friends and their friends and their friends and their friends. And so it was like that joining and being part of groups where people will love, you know, your product is a great idea because it's more organic. I'm not a natural salesperson at all. I mean, I can sell other people stuff, but myself, I'm just go into this way too modest, uh, yeah, I don't want to pressure you things. So, but like, that's a more organic way. That's a great suggestion. And I guess I've done that without even realizing it. But, you know, from I think our entire reading, you know, we're not doing readings anymore, but that's only a recent decision. We did that for about eight years and our entire reading clientele, I would say, just really burst forward from joining and being part of that one four month, you know, mastery, mastermind, mastermind group. So people can do that. And then the sale, that's another access point, but knowing your customer, go be around who they are. Um, are there any other tips you have for people on sales? Any other things that people should know or think about? Yeah, I mean, I can't think about a ton. (laughs) I would just say this, if you want to focus on growing your business and you're an artistic person, don't mess that up by trying to dabble in sales because it Mm -hmm. will block your creativity because at that point you are trying to learn something that you don't naturally know. I think that a a good salesperson a good salesperson is worth every dollar. In the first year of your business, you should expect to go in heavy debt. And in the second year, you should expect to be in debt too, but start paying it off. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Investing. So, Cause you're investing. And this is coming from an insurance agent and one, you know, who not, a, who also owns her state farm agency and is one of the, only African-American state farm, female state farm owners north of California right now. So, you know, you've, you've, you're, you're telling us that this, as somebody who is like, you know, I've got to be responsible with my family. I'm not going to take huge risks. I know what the risk ratio is. And you're telling us that it's okay to do that. So, no, that doesn't mean you know, everyone, I know you don't mean for everyone to just go and like spend wildly, but investing right in, in a salesperson who's going to bring returns for you. What is going to bring returns? And we don't open businesses because we want to work our whole lives. Right. I mean, you can do your business and you can take on the sales aspect of it. However, how long do you want to work? I personally, I love what I do for a living. I love State Farm. However, my plan to open a State Farm agency wasn't because I want to work super hard for the next 10 to 15 years. <laughs> I want to set a plan in motion. I want to set the right people in place. And I want to be able to scale that. Like I want to be able to step back and manage people, not processes. And a salesperson will give you the freedom to do that. Be good at what you're good at and understand what you're not good at and hire somebody that's good at it. You may think like I think now, sometimes I have employees that get free paychecks, of course. However, sometimes I need them and it's really important to have the tools that we need when we need them. 
right? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's an investment for the long haul in your business. So, you know, when you're, when you're retired from state farm, come on over to Astro style. We'll have a, yeah, (laughs) I'll, I'll come work with you on your yacht basically is what, how it's going to go down. So. Uh, yeah, that's the, you're like, that's the plan. I'm not, I'm not taking on any other, I'm going to be, just come find me on my yacht, Tali. That's where I'll be living it up like a Capricorn, (laughs) you know, you truly exemplify that unstoppable Capricorn success and drive and competition in like a really healthy, you know, in a healthy way. I love competition. Uh, people, I feel iron sharpens iron. That's what you're going to look for in a salesperson. I would also say this, uh, hire slow and fire fast. If you Uh, hire a salesperson and you're like, I really didn't think that they would be performing this way. Don't feel bad or don't take it personal that you may have to fire that person and move on. I work for a 30 year state farm agent for the last eight years. I've only been an agent since October 1st. And I mean, I think I've been through eight people. So I would say this, and I've heard this from the best of people, Tony Robbins. I've heard this from uh, Gary Vanderchuk. Mm. Uh, Nobody's as good at hiring as they think they are. So don't feel (laughs) afraid to fire people. Don't feel like, oh, I hired this person. I have to make this person work. If it doesn't work, fire them. Move yeah, on. that's a, that's a good good point. Not to gloss over what um do you recommend setting some metrics for your salespeople like definitely order or by definitely how long I would do thirty days. So when okay. I, I, what I do is thirty, sixty, and ninety day reviews. At ninety days, if they're not performing how I think they should be performing, they're gone. And mm-hmm. I let people know this originally. I sign an offer letter. And I put in the offer letter, it's a 90 days. This is what I expect. And at the 30 day review, I I mean, I keep track of what they're doing. Tracking in our business is important. You need to track what they're doing. How many people are they going out to meet? If you have a business, let's say you have a yoga business and you sell yoga clothes. I want to know how many retailers did you go out to see this month? How many people did you talk to? How many people told you no? How many people told you maybe? So being a business owner and having a salesperson you need to track them. Ah, and they should be, should the, are, are good salespeople pretty good at re- being responsible for reporting or do you as a business owner have No, to- they're not good at reporting. So <laughs> the one thing to know about a good salesperson is that they're not that organized and detailed uh, when it comes to the number part because they're a good salesperson. They're like, squirrel, 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 <laughs> right? They're always yeah. like looking for the opportunity. But because they're doing that, they may not be so organized when it comes to tracking numbers uh-huh. and who they actually talked to and what they did. So as a business owner, that's what you're going to have to get really good at. So Tanya, for example, State Farm will tell me, so Tanya, how many people did you talk to this month? How many sales did you make? Tell me what went exceptionally well for you. Tell me what went bad. And then they look at the numbers. So I see mm-hmm. a week here. Why? So what, how can we coach you in this area? And literally... Like I said, you got 90 days, 90 days. If you're not, of course, not all the way where I think you should be. But if you're not, if you can't put us, if you're not bringing me a couple people a month, at least depending on your business by 90 days, they don't need to be with you because they're not a salesperson. Oh, that's powerful. And so basically don't just hire a salesperson and think they're going to like transform your business while you go to your painting studio. You also have to manage them. It's a responsibility. You know, it's like, 
It's like owning, you know, okay, I'm investing in a, and in, you're investing in them. If you invested in a car or a home, you would get it cleaned and get your curb appeal. Go, you know, you'd have to manage these things as the roof leaking is this. So a salesperson has to be managed everyone. So what are your metrics for your business? You want to think about that. And, you know, in your dream scenario, would you recommend making like a dream scenario for 30, 60 and 90 days? I would love to have this many people. And this is the baseline that I would. Yeah. And what could I live with? Ah, okay. So, and, and that is not goose eggs. I cannot live with you coming back and not, what, what's the, they call it runway, I've heard. Like, what's the average <laughs> ramp up time? Hi, Jackson. Oh, it was either going to be him or Lux. We're, we're dog people, astrology of His success. girlfriend, he has this poodle, tall poodle that he's obsessed with. She's outside <laughs> right now. <laughs> Jackson, you got to appeal to her heart. Okay. He's, he's three pounds. Oh. I want to see Jackson with a, with a, he's staring at her. I wish you guys could see it. Like she's big. She's a big dog. He's a little dog. He's like a little teacup Yorkie, right? Yeah. And this girl's big. Oh my this God. This girl's big. She's big and tall. Like a super, like she's like a supermodel and he's like Danny DeVito. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you'd be a good, you'd be a good sales you'd be good at sales because you see all the squirrels squirrels I'm gonna, I'm gonna be so you have to later. you're gonna have to rain so the one thing about this is you're gonna have to get good at numbers and tracking uh mm -hmm. because you're a sales you're gonna have to rein them in so think about what that is for you everyone what would be your best case scenario for 30 60 90 days and what would be the bottom of the bear you know what you could live with now do do how long does a salesperson need to ramp up and learn your business because i've heard people be sold on like the first 30 days i'm just want you to pay me while i learn your business is that reasonable or do they learn as they go a person has 90 days with me uh hey, you know i i i do evaluations of course 30 days 60 days and then 90 days because if a person needs correction you don't want to wait late into the game to correct them mm -hmm. right we watch i don't watch sports but i do kind of so you know you always watch these coaches they have these breaks when the players come off the court they're telling them what they need them to do or what they change so i would never be so unfair that I would wait until the end to tell somebody why something didn't work. However, 30 days, I will say, so here are the things that are going great. Here are my concerns. Mm. This is this is good stuff. So, you know, everyone's going to have to work on the nice disease out there. If you're a people pleaser, you know, a lot of us astrology people, we want to learn about other people so we don't offend them or hurt their feelings or say the wrong, you know, and learning to actually deliver constructive feedback and hey what's working what i mean and and you can also sit someone down and say what do you think was working and what do you think we could improve on and let them kind of guide the conversation i suppose too right yeah well get get on the ball with that everyone you're going to work on uh you know this is it's all about elevating ourselves. We're all learning as we go. So working with a good salesperson will probably wind up elevating your confidence too, because you're going to have to 
step up and set those benchmarks and that ideal vision and actually tune in to what you want more than just you know, heart-centered entrepreneurs, we just really want to get our awesome product out there into the world. But to run a business, you have to deal with sales, you have to deal with managing. And unless you want to just be wearing all the hats, and some people do, but to have the kind of growth of your stuff and your products just not getting out there. I hope you'll consider trying these things. And maybe there's someone out there who very well could just work on commission for 90 days or a small or some kind of bartering or where there's a will, there's a way. I mean, there's a will, there's a way. It's true. It really is. Well, thank you so much, Tanya. So how do people get in touch with you if you live in Washington state and want to work with an amazing agent and share your car, your home, who will give you, I can say personally that Tanya, you have like, taken such great care of me as my agent. You're my friend first, but I knew I wanted to work with you um, because of just hearing. You weren't trying to sell me. It was just, you did sell me because you... You would talk. I never, yeah, I never, I I never believe in selling people only because if you have a great product, it will sell itself. I'm a little lucky. Whereas, you know, I work for State Farm. So I will say this, if you have a great product, people will love it, but you're going to need a salesperson also too. You don't want to be that like person that comes to the party and then you're pushing, pushing, pushing your business, right? That's why you want the good salesperson because out you just tell people a little bit about what you do and you help them believe in it. So they come to you, but your salesperson is uh, pushing forward and pushing forward. So I never sell my friends only because I think it's tacky. However, <laughs> I do let people know what I do and who I work for and how I do it. And then they will, they will come to me. I do. So it's kind of tricky. It's kind of tricky. Very I'm a salesperson. Easy, but you know, you, you got me in the heart because I heard about how you, you know, really protected people, made sure they were protected with their homes and their cars. And then when I, I just thought I was going to get like great car insurance and I had my, all my policies were on one, you know, they were all rolled into one. So I was like, well, we got to update the home too. And I didn't even have enough. I wasn't, I didn't even have enough coverage. You were underinsured. Agent. Yeah. And you actually took the time to say, you know, that it, you know, like, Hey, make sure you do this. And I don't think the price even changed much at all. It wasn't more, it wasn't much more. If anything, it might've been a little bit less. I think you saved me. Yeah, it was less. Yeah. So a great salesperson to me, you know, is also someone who I know has my best interests at heart. When I got the car at Landmark Motors, where you took me, you know, their philosophy is like lower priced, great luxury cars because they like to move them off the lot. But you took me to a place where there was great sales. And I was like, oh my God, I just got a luxury car for the price of the mom car that I was going to get. Yes, and yes. I'm so much more and great service and, and great, great service. Yeah. And, great service. and another thing I'll say, I know this is going to be way off on sales. I will say this. If you have a great salesperson, the worst thing you can do is not have good service once those salespeople bring people oh, to your business. Wow. Because then you would have done all that work to have people leave. I am a huge believer in exceptional customer service. Mm-hmm. Exceptional. So I will say that it is super important to have a salesperson, but having somebody in your business that is going to nurture those people and love them 
uh, once they come there is just as important because do you want to work so hard to bring people in just to lose them? That is so true. Sales is not just a hit it and quit it one and done kind of thing, everyone. It's about having that, having and acquiring a customer is the hardest thing, but retaining them is equally as like all the work you put into acquiring a customer and then not to, not to retain them is, is basically like throwing money out the, the door and then we're not, putting dollar signs on people, but if it's a true sale, it's you're giving people something that they deeply want and will love and enjoy and will make their lives easier and better. So yes, get your customer service. I know you sent me like a thank you card. I think I got it like two days after we love your customers, love on, love on your customers, love on them, love on them, keep them, keep them. It's way easier to keep a customer than it is to get a new customer. Um, and your, your, your good customers that love you, they're going to be your best referral source there is. Because as soon as one of their friends says, I'm looking for, oh my God, you should meet my fill in the blank. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm telling everyone to switch over to you now, you know, it's just the way it is because I know that they probably aren't covered the same way. So that, that is how it works guys. And, you know, so I hope this has inspired everyone to think differently about sales. Sales isn't about forcing people to do something. Tanya, thank you. You've helped us to see sales as the connection. It's about loving people. If you're doing it from that love of people place with some fun, competitive, you know, unflappable, no doesn't mean no spirit, then, you know, there's no reason why your amazing products can't be out there thriving on the market. So thank you exactly. so much. How can people get in touch? Thank with you for having me. Yeah. just and- uh, You yeah. can Google Tanya Kellum State Farm. I am Tanya, T-O-N-Y-A Kellum, K-E-L-L-U-M, uh, K like King, E Edward, L-L-U-M like Mary. I am la- located on 80th and Lake City Way, right in front of Pagliacci Pizza. Uh, you can also <laughs> reach me on the telephone at 206 206- Five two four ninety eight ninety eight. If one of my team members answers the phone, please just leave a message, and I'll be more than happy to call you back. And this is for anyone in Washington State, right? You can't do out of state policy. I cannot do out of state. However, if you are somebody who needs some consulting when it comes to sales, you can definitely call me. I have been in sales for, I mean, almost ten years. Coming up this October. Wow, that's so generous of you. Yeah. Yeah, 10 years. So. Well, I think you've been a salesperson your whole life. So yeah, I think so too. <laughs> Officially where I was getting paid. Aw, well, thank you, Tanya. Well, of course, it's always so fun to hang out with you and talk about our businesses, our ambitions and clothes and food and cars and <laughs> life and well, don't we talk about and Abraham Hicks. So we'll be getting together soon to do that off the record. But everybody, thank you so much for being with us today. And we will talk to you next time on the Astrology of Success podcast. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us for the Astrology of Success podcast. You can follow us on iTunes at Astro Twins Radio and come get all your horoscopes at astrostyle.com. See you soon.